Please hold for an important message. Hello, you freak Sarah Adams. I can't get to my phone right now, so just leave me a quick message and I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. Well, hello, Sarah Adams. It's me, Maggie Reese Austin. And I just wanted to say how much I love the little flyer you made about us shooting and editing footage for events, for recaps, or promos, because that's one of my favorite things to do with you is go to fun events, capture the spirit of it, edit a nice little video and reel, and send it off to these companies and organizations so they have some beautiful content. So I'm just excited to get that up on the website and do more of it with you, really, honestly. It's kind of like working but not working because it's so dang fun to do. Okay, bye. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. Boy, do I have something unstable for you. And I'm curious if this happens in your household. So we run our dishwasher. And when it's running, my husband insists that the washing machine and or the shower should not be running at the same time. Because I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go put something in the washing machine. He's like, oh, I'm about to run the dishwasher. I'm like, okay. Because, well, you can't run them at the same time. They shouldn't run at the same time. I'm like, "Mm, okay, that seems odd, but I will respect your boundaries. Or if, like, he's going to shower, I'll have to say to him, hey, I'm about to run the washing machine. Just a heads up. He goes, oh, okay, I'll be fast. And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't – yeah. I think, though – with the shower is because the water temperature can change. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wash everything on cold. I don't think I maybe it's also the water pressure might get different because I know sometimes when we run like our sprinklers outside, the sink water pressure will be lower. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is something like a old like in the olden days. Growing up, you couldn't like flush the toilet while someone was taking a shower. Do you remember that? Yes, because it would like flicker. Right. Or like, oh, like oh, maybe it's too much electricity. I don't know. I feel like I don't really think about it. Sometimes they are running at the same time, my washer mm. and my dishwasher. And Kyle and I don't give each other a heads up about that. Mm. We're mm. not like we're about to do – it's not a thing that we – think about. I don't I haven't noticed. I'm not inside my dishwasher, so I haven't noticed if like, oh, the water. Things are different. Mhm. I mean, we are in older homes too. So it's not like But I have a new water heater. Does that matter? I don't know. Because you're still dealing with the same pipes. Yeah, same pipes, but we new... have a new water heater too. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of a, you know, one of those things. Like 
It's just something other people do. I feel like other people have this unstableness about them, this like water thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think part of it is like you're going to be running. You're either going to run them back to back or you're going to run them at the same time. You're using the same amount of water. I don't think it has to do with the amount of water. I think it has to do with the quality of the water you're receiving. Because right. if you're running it, the water has to be diverted. Yeah, I don't really care about the quality of water that my dishes or clothes are receiving. I can get the shower. I might be like, you know what? I don't want to share water with all these appliances. But the quality, like my dishes don't care. Yeah. They don't give two toots what their water is like. The water pressure. They're like, I can get clean either way. Or I won't get clean because do dishwashers really clean? You have to like clean your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher. Do you do that? Do you clean your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher? Not. I don't want to do it, but sometimes I do do yeah. a little scrub because yeah. otherwise I'm doing it after. You know what? That's very kind of you. Thank and you. And it's so kind that it makes me think of this next fact that I would kindly like to tell you. Oh, good. Yes, so, please. You ready for your fact? Yes. The mayor of a historical district in Alaska was a cat named Stubbs who served until his death in 2017. How can that happen? How can that happen? Well, I mean, you elect him. You put him on a ballot. People but vote aren't for there, him. aren't there age restrictions for running for mayor? I don't know. It's a historical district in Alaska. I don't know how the Alaskans do things up there. Like, don't you have to be 18 to run and he died when he was 17, so he was never eligible to be on the ballot? To clarify, he died in 2017. Oh, okay. How old was he when he died? I do not have the information. My research stopped. Let me. This is important because I feel like this is the mayor. I'm searching Stubbs the mayor cat. <laughs> in Alaska. Okay. He was born... In 1997, passed wow. away in 2017. So he lived a solid 20 years, but he was mayor from the time he was pretty much born till the time he died. Yeah. The problem that I have with Stubbs, the mayor cat, is that he became mayor when he was four months old. And to me, when you're four months old, you don't have the breadth of experience to govern a town. And I feel like he was this prop leader. You wow. Know? He was a puppet for some power-hungry person who knew they could not win on the ballot. They mm -hmm. put up this cat. And then I'm sure the policies they pushed through for this town mm -hmm. were not what the people voted for. They voted for kitten policies. And they... You know, that's what they wanted. They wanted Stubbs, but they did not. They got whoever was controlling Stubbs's narrative. Let me ask you a follow-up question. Since I have done very little research on this fact, mm -hmm. what if this town in Alaska was of cats? Oh, wait. Sarah. Sarah. This was the honorary mayor. Oh, honorary. He's honorary. He's not making deals. He's not... This changes everything. I thought they were putting this cat in office to run the town. And I was like, you need to slow down. He's the honorary mayor. He's just the figurehead. I'm sure they have a real human mayor in this town. Wow. Wow. Okay. All things can shift so quickly for you. And speaking of shifting, Maggie, are you ready to react? I am. So we just talk about this cat, Stubbs, who is the mayor, honorary, honorary mayor 
of a historical district in Alaska. If given the choice, what office of local government would you like to run for? For me? For you. Um, I feel like I have Amy Poehler tendencies, so I'm going to serve on the Parks and Rec Department. And mm-hmm. I have already done that when I was in high school. I was the youth representative for my town for the Parks and Rec Department and helped do the initiative of getting making Pittsburgh a walkable town, putting mm-hmm. sidewalks from every neighborhood to get to any other part of the town on trails or safe sidewalks. So um, I, that would probably be my platform as well, because I have noticed that in the city of Dallas, there are several spots that are not walkable. Um, the sidewalks don't have they they're just curbs that drop off so if you're in a wheelchair pushing a stroller you could not possibly get from one end of the street to the other so i think that would be where i would serve as a honorary cat parks and rec rep sarah and maggie are besties but how well do they really know each other they'll find out in this rapid fire game of this or that All right, Sarah, I've prepared a very challenging this or that for you. At the end, you will have the chance, should you need it, to defend one of your answers. Are you ready? Yes. 20 seconds on the clock. And go. Commando or G-string? Commando. Rain or shine? Shine. Nuggets or tenders? Nugs. Gardening or landscaping? Gardening. Working hard or hardly working? Working hard. Uh, Pillows or blankets? Blankets. Time is up. Okay, Sarah. Yeah. You only got two wrong. How many questions were there? There were six. Oh. And you only got two wrong. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Well, here's the thing. It's still every time I do this, I have to think what would – I have to quiet the voice of Maggie is scoring this based on her opinions and mm-hmm. just say what I want to say. Right. And when you do that, you do better. You know, you yeah. do better because because you're listening to the truth and the right answers when you <laughs> when you quiet all the noise. That's right. So um, the one that you got wrong, and this was one that I had struggled with as well, but you said working hard. Mm-hmm. And the correct answer was, in fact, hardly working. And so I'm curious for you to defend your answer there. Sure, I'd love to. Now, initially, I was like, I would hardly like to work, but I know myself. Mm. And if I hardly worked, I would go crazy because I need to do something. I need to be productive, whether it's productive in the sense of like my personal self-care or productive like taking care of my family or outside. I need to do something. I can't just hardly do anything. Right, but you're work, right. But work for me isn't bad because we we do what you love. Do you really work? You know, that's you know what that's the same logic I was using, Sarah. Yeah. But that's why I went hardly working. Oh, and because you're you working feel, hard because you and, feel like you're hardly working. See, now when you, when you give me that context, right, I would have picked the hardly working because it doesn't change what I do. It just changed how I communicate what I do. And given your explanation, I would have changed. You know why this game is so great is because it highlights for all of our listeners, all of our besties, how sometimes you just need to talk about your disagreements and you'll come together. Wow. Well, that certainly was something. 
Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. (laughs) I was drinking water. That's great. In the 1980s, Frederick Bauer, the founder of Pringles, requested to be buried in a Pringles can. His children honored the request. Wow. When you are rich, when you invent Pringles, you can just make something so ridiculous like bury me in a Pringles can and people will oblige. I guess you kind of have to if you put it in your will, right? If you tell your family. That's a good question. So like in a will, obviously you want to honor what the deceased has put in their will. But if people are making really ridiculous things, do you have to do them? Because they're not around to check, Mm -hmm. you know? I think you can make people do things. I've seen this in movies and it's kind of going to your our react. So we're going to I'm going to say this and then ask you a question. When you put like a stipulation, like this part of the will can't get unlocked like money. Oh, unless you complete this thing. And again, I'm not quite sure. There's just got to be checks and balances. There's got to be some type of trust board that would have to buy into it and hold up the will because you're right mm-hmm. like who's to say someone just checks off the list like yes you've done this when maybe you haven't yeah like oh you know? he wants to be buried in a pringles can so we're gonna cremate him and put him in a pringles can or yeah. like okay he wants to be buried in a pringles can so we're going to put a pringles can on top of the casket yeah you know like or are they like we need to construct a huge pringles See, can that was my next question did he mean a huge Pringles can coffin that with the lid in it, like you could just pop that lid off and slide them right in. Or did he mean like an actual Pringles can cremate him? Or did he mean several Pringles cans and, and just pieces of his body? When you said it, I was like, he definitely meant a humongous Pringles can and you slide his body in, which does though. To me, it's like once you pop, you can't stop. And I don't know I don't know that that's a good idea for bodies and souls to be in a Pringles can because it's kind of like you should stop. You should stop. You're done. You're buried. Like yeah. let it go. Go go off to the next to your next life. Go yeah. forth onward to the spiritual realm. Just, just don't don't be in a place where like people are constantly popping and you can't stop you can't rest you can't rest in peace if you're in a pringles can that's a good point that's a really good point and i hope you would make another good point with my react question oh good yes yes are you ready to react i am so we we kind of touched on this a little a little bit but i'm curious given like let's say you write a will and mm-hmm. there is a way for you from the other side to track to see if the items in your will were completed Mm-hmm. What would you put in your will to make others do? Or something that you mentioned that got me really thinking about this is that like you can unlock different parts of the will mm-hmm. with a series of tasks. And that to me sounds fun. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something fun to watch from heaven. You know, like, oh, let me watch them. Let's see if they can complete this series of tasks yeah and like like maybe maybe i do something where it's like i tell my children i'm like you know this box is really important to me like Mm -hmm. don't ever get rid of this box please Mm -hmm. but it's locked right yes and then maybe it's really ugly and clunky and they're like this box is trash and but if they get rid of it then by the time they get to part three of my will 
when that gets unlocked and they get the key to it, it's like there's $10 million in that box. And then they're like, oh, dang, we should have listened to mom. Oh, I would do the same thing. I love the idea of having like this intricate puzzle. It's almost like an escape room, Mm -hmm. but the room is the world. And whoever you're living, leaving things to in your will, or even better, there's nothing on the other side of this game except a life lesson. Absolutely. They When they get to the end, they read my autobiography. <laughs> That's what it is. The real prize is this 400-page uh, unpublished, self-published autobiography of me. That's great. And it's true. It's like an escape room. Like, I've escaped it. Can you? That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace.